0: shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're going to talk about Star Wars and stuff with Conor OLED and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. Well, it's finally here. It is here. It's finally happened.
1: It has happened.
0: I woke up maybe three hours ago
1: That's good for
0: you. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't really that late that we got out, but we like even I had stuff to do late, like afterwards. Sure, but still, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about by now, Andrew and I finally have seen Episode Nine, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah, verify that because you never know what other Episode Nines there could be out there.
0: Oh, crud! That's right. Well, I mean, no, that's only going to eight, I believe. If you think if you're talking Mando, correct. But maybe I'm.
1: Well, I'm now. even thinking of other film franchises, like
0: oh yeah, so like Jaws, bar mitzvah <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so you actually got to see it like a couple days before we went to go see it together. That's correct. So, what was what was the atmosphere like for that? Like, uh, you guys, what what was the time that you went? Like, what was the <laughs> theater situation? Like, t- give me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, I ended up getting to go with former guest of the show, Brian Duncan. We went on Thursday night, mm-hmm. but it was an eleven fifty start, so it was late. Um, you know, there was. I mean, it was a it was a packed theater. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. there wasn't. There wasn't, like, really any buzz at that exact moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, think, I mean, it was, like, Thursday night, so people still had to go to work the following day, I'm Right, sure.
1: exactly. And it was, I mean, it was late. Like, I was just kind of in a fortunate circumstance where I actually had, like, a holiday event going on in the afternoon anyway like on friday so it kind of worked out that i could it made it a little bit easier and and having sully now just means that my my sleep schedule is all over the place in the best of circumstances so
0: any excuses are up there it's like ah you know he kept me up all night yeah (laughs) (laughs) i hear you well Uh still i mean just did you have any like any examples of anyone dressing up any hoodie like you know hooded figures (laughs) or anything like that
1: yeah i mean Similar to even what we did, just in terms of like wearing just Star Wars shirts and stuff like that. I mm. saw, you know, a, a lot of people. In fact, we went over and had a drink before the movie started. Yeah, and there was like this big gaggle of people. I mean, yeah. it was pro- it was probably fifteen people, I would say. Aww. Uh and they were and like every one of them had a, something Star Wars on and perfect. Yeah, uh, but that was about the extent of it. I didn't see any good costumes or anything. I mean, maybe if you know. I, I think there's two kind of concepts here that have changed. Like, so at the theater that we went to, and I've seen it at both times mm. here in, in Pittsburgh, Cinemark and Robinson, yeah, uh, they'd now do, it's like the assigned seating, reserve seating. You
0: can so, pick your seats prehensively.
1: Exactly. So it's not like you have to wait online for a couple hours beforehand to get the best seats in the house or whatever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, as I say, it's like now that they start these like preview nights at like seven o'clock, I just feel like, you know, it's only the hardcore that actually still go to midnight.
0: Well, that's true, too. I mean, I figured that, you know, the, the idea was like only, you know, every every single theater in the movie theater would show, you know, whatever movie was playing at midnight back in the day. Right. And then they moved it back to, like, expand that, you know, the availability. Yeah, it felt like
1: there was, like, a 10 o'clock that they started with, and now they, you know, as I say, they do, like, these 7 o'clock ones, too. Like, that might have been, like, where the really buzzy atmosphere would have been but that's not what i got to see
0: that's fair and so when we actually went together like it was fairly uh buzzworthy i mean there was a lot of people there it wasn't like i'm glad to say it wasn't as like annoying as like my experience when i went to go see endgame Uh because like i told you i was pinned between two friend groups and they were yelling at each other from the different you know, parts of the aisle. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, exactly. And also, just because there was that one little kid who had to like break the emotional tension at the end by going, Bye-bye, Iron Man. And it's like, <laughs> no, dude, come on. Like, give me a break. Don't do this to me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a 30-year-old crying my eyes out. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm having, a, I'm having a moment here.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would say about both experiences was like, The the first time I got to see it, there was like this girl who was like running behind and she was like freaking out and panicking because she was starting to run behind. But like she still made it before like the previews actually started. Yeah. And there was a lot of previews.
0: Oh, God. Well, you said it yourself. It was almost like a good half hour. Yeah. And it's true. Like it was preview, preview, preview. And then they had a car commercial. Yes. And I was like, okay, here we go. Two more previews probably, <laughs> yeah, and then another commercial, and then one more to be like, "Hey, turn your turn your phones off, yeah, you know," and <laughs> Remember. then yeah, and then they followed it up with, uh, "By the way, photosensitivity, yeah, which I guess good on them. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very appropriate thing to do because you don't want to have any kind of uh, fits or you know epileptic shops or shocks, mm. I guess you could say because. Uh, in the movie itself, without really spoiling anything, I guess there is a moment of uh, just strobe, strobing light, slashing yes. uh, lights. Yeah. So
1: I mean, I would even argue, truly, having watched it a, like twice now, there's really like two sequences of it, kind of like at the start and kind of towards the end.
0: I guess that's a big. That would make sense to me, Uh But we'll save the. I'll, I'm going to save my questions for that uh, for later. But for right now. Uta puta everybody! Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars. All things Star Wars and anything even freaking related to Star Wars in which today I feel like this is what we've been building to.
1: Well, quite literally.
0: Quite literally <laughs> for the past year and a half. Like since we started doing this pod, uh, our, like, our focal point for topics of discussion have been this freaking movie. Yes. And it's kind of amazing. It's kind of bizarre, and it's kind of relieving to finally be at the end.
1: We're on the other side of it now. We're
0: on the other side of it. We're on the sidewalk, like I said. Like we were <laughs> on the road. We just got out of the car, and now you know we're just stretching our legs. Yes. And like you know, we're just checking the neighborhood out.
1: It's I'll I'll accept that metaphor. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but yeah. So um, I mean, for us last night, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy. Right. Uh, it wasn't too annoying or anything like that. And I was just like I was worried the whole time, basically that there was going to be something like, someone was going to be a spoiled sport, basically, and yeah, just start like
1: somebody from the fandom menace was going to show up and just like sabotage <laughs> the screen or something, uh, start yelling obscenities or
0: basically, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect really, but um, so what, I think the best way we can do this is like before we go too much further, uh, we're gonna we're gonna preface this with a. Big, big old spoiler, which we usually, you know, we always like say what happens, uh-huh. you know, and then are like, oh, wait, we should, we should probably say spoiler. Yeah.
1: No, th- we're going to do this proper this time. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, this is obviously something that has just come out. It's not yes. something that's been out there for 10 years. And like, if you wanted to experience it, like, you should have experienced it before we said something about it.
0: Yes. As but, of us recording it, uh, in all technicality, it's been out for what, two, two yeah, days, two three days. days? Yeah. Yeah. So, That's how fresh it is for everybody, including us. Um, And so it's, it's, it, this is going to be our full on review. And the idea is that we're going to, we're just going to talk all the different angles. We're going to talk, you know, what we liked, what we disliked, where it sits, you know, just kind of personal feelings. Why did this happen? Who did what? All this kind of stuff. And, uh, just kinda of go for it. Because the another side of it too, this is our very last episode of season one, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a very long season one. I don't know, you know I don't know that subsequent seasons will even be this long. No, no. It, know, this think... was
0: more of an experiment that yeah. just flourished.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was something that just worked, so we just kinda of kept working on it and uh, you know, but now I think I mean, this is genuinely something we talked about yesterday. It's kind of like, okay, now it's time to evolve the show. And in order to do that, I think we need to give it a little rest. And and again, not to mention like, you know, me as a father of a one-month-old now kind of changes the dynamics for, again, for, how, yeah, <laughs> for how we make this show and, and all of that sort of thing. So it's just going to be, it'll be good to give it a little you know, a little time to reset, a little time to recharge. Uh, you know, I think ultimately we've done a lot of news coverage over the last year and a half. And yes. now we're just kind of have we have to prepare for a Star Wars world where there's not going to be as much news
0: at least in Skywalker news. Yes. You know. Yeah, um, I mean
1: certainly there's still going to be new new TV shows coming to Disney Plus, new
0: books, new books, new comic lines, new
1: comic lines. We haven't
0: even like really dived into the comic lines, so that's that's something that I am going to push for if mm-hmm. I can at some point. Yeah. Maybe at least follow like one arc at a time or something like that. Yeah. But regardless uh, yeah, there, there's not, there's no shortage of things to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the in the uh, in, in the coming months and everything. Right, we we're do.
1: certainly not out of topics or ideas or anything, but it's just like, how do we want to restructure the podcast to better incorporate those elements and be less kind of reliant on news coming out that we have to react to?
0: Yeah, which I mean, it has its own benefits. You know, I mean, I yeah. feel like that's it is a a duty every so often to at least bring up our thoughts and Felix on certain items. Right. And again, the the most pivotal item over the past year has been the release of this movie. It has been. So, you know, it, it's just, it's been at the forefront of our brains. And honestly, like it, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I think what it is, it's like we, we, we held up Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Endgame was this end-all be-all, you know, it was this culmination of all these movies coming together, mm-hmm. like it resolving itself or whatever, right? Yes. And so, I remember going in there and just being like overwhelmed with it and everything, and just being so surprised. This and that happened, and just like couldn't believe my eyes. And it's kind of a weird like difference for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, without even getting into the movie yet, it's just like I think the fact of the matter is we've we like looked at it under a microscope for so long. Yeah. That I don't I don't want to say it kind of ruined anything, but it's like. You, c- I, I, I kind of turned into the one person I didn't want to be, where I made so many different theories, <laughs> yeah. and like just had them like play out one way or another. Right. I you mean, know? that's. I
1: don't know. That is the biggest challenge, I think, to, a, you know, to a lot of people is just that you know you can have this. And it's very broad, you know, you, you can't provide the details necessarily, but basically you end up with this thought in your mind and it feels, you don't always necessarily have all of the details involved in telling that story or mm-hmm. how to get to that point, which is, you know, I think the hardest part of screenwriting. Yes. But you have this thought of like, oh, it'd be great if they did this, or it'd be great if they did that. Yes. And then so often, you know, this, what you actually get on screen is never going to match up to that.
0: And yeah, that can either be a blessing or a curse, depending on who you are. Because, like, there's a one thing of, like, seeing exactly what you want and then seeing it go in a completely different direction that either elevates what you had or mm-hmm. just completely diminishes what you thought it was going to be. Yes. You know? And that's kind of where I was, like, I didn't, like, you know, I was even, like, I, I think I spent most of the viewing last night really thinking about, like, our conversation between all of our past guests, you know, with, with Steph and Brandon and Andrew uh, you know, just thinking of everyone's theories and, like, their thoughts on what the what the movie's going to bring. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I'm probably going to go back and listen to that episode to see how it stacks up. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, I, I, I feel like there was stuff that I had said and you had said. And even, like, Brandon Andrew and Steph, they all, like, something that everyone said possibly came true.
1: I, but, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Or at least, like, some kind of variation of that happened. Yes. Um. So there's a lot of that kind of positive element in there i suppose but there's also you know there is a big change from you know i I feel like the film didn't end where i necessarily thought it was gonna end
0: right yeah Um, it it,
1: even just talking about like the final act itself
0: yeah it definitely went in a direction i wasn't expecting but i mean it it kind of also followed a weird formula not to say that it was like the star wars formula but like there were points where i was like oh man i guess it makes sense that this is why this is happening or something like that. I don't know. It's hard to really speak about it without speaking about it.
1: Right. So I think what, you know, we've kind of decided is before we kind of go into the spoiler part of the episode, I guess Mm -hmm. we'll say, um, you know, I, I want to, I think we're both going to take a moment just to kind of give our impression of the film. um, And then we'll actually dive into the nitty gritty details.
0: Yes. And so you can say that for yourself. Once you've actually seen the movie, right? Like if you're listening this deep into it, I appreciate your valor. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> but just I also do don't...
1: yourself a favor. Yeah, set this aside. Come back; it'll be here when you're done.
0: Yeah, we will wait. Yeah, <laughs> we will all be quiet <laughs> while you do your thing. Yes, but in all fairness, man, like <clears throat> you yeah, know, just save it for yourself. We're gonna get we're gonna get spoilery.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna jump full full bore into it. We'll give you one more warning before we actually cross that threshold. Uh <laughs> but I guess just my like, you know, very brief recap of the film is that I think it's I liked it. I look forward to watching it more and more. Yes. I think the strongest aspect of the film is the performances of the actors.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: And I think the it does get muddied by a confusing and also reductive storyline.
0: Okay. (laughs) I can kind of take what you said and roll with it. I I feel I'm probably about the same way. Um, I, I said some controversial things to Eva last night about it. And she said that I think that you would probably get mad at me for it. But I Uh said that I think, That it was way better than the Last Jedi, (laughs) like I I feel. And then she, I got, I upset her even more by saying I feel like it was even better than Force Awakens, which I don't know. That's a whole other topic to get into. I'm not gonna like. I'm, I'm also not gonna hold myself to what I'm saying right now because it's like this is first initial viewing. I just you know I love these movies and I wanna I wanna give everything just the benefit of the doubt. I know that once I go back and actually have that second viewing and get it from under the microscope and just watch it for what it is and everything like that, like, I could probably like see the cracks you know in the pavement and like just see where where the story loses a little bit of steam here and there. But for for what it was, like ultimately, I thought everything worked. I thought you know. From what they actually had to work with from the previous two films, there was a lot that they did answer and a lot more that they didn't answer. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe that's just them leaving those threads open to, you know, stories down the road, or it's just they completely forgot, you know, about like tightening those loose ends or whatever. Who's to say? But ultimately, I really freaking enjoyed it. And like, I was not super upset about anything particularly like you know worrisome for the big story if you like what if you hear the rest of this you'll understand what my biggest gripe is and not too not too far from now because i was just i was i was i was like subtly giving the screen the middle finger <laughs> at that point but still regardless (laughs) you saw that (laughs) i don't know know exactly what you're talking about i had to express myself but regardless that's that's kind of how i feel about it like it's an experience uh anyone who's sat themselves through the movies and, and has enjoyed them i think that they owe it to themselves to give it the give it the shot it deserves because ultimately it was really well done like you said the performances and everything incredible um and ultimately, I am curious to see how they explain away the story. And this is where the novel's going to come in too, you know.
1: Right. We'll and, get a lot more of that kind of details and some of the backstory that we don't see, um, that you know, that didn't make it into the film version that'll come out in the movie or in the uh, novelization. But yeah. So I think with all that said, let's go ahead and jump into it. Last warning: spoilers, spoilers ahead for you know a while
0: for a while (laughs) so yeah if you decide not to listen to this at all and just you've been with us for a year and a half and don't bother to see the rise of skywalker at all (laughs) thanks for listening we're going to shut first yes yeah we love you
1: we'll see you in a couple months here or there something like that all right we haven't set a a timeline yet. all
0: right one two three spoilers here they come why did snap have to die
1: well i think they were just trying to demonstrate that not everybody wears plot armor
0: oh but he had andrew oh we just did a whole like thing about his trilogy like we knew his whole backstory for christ's sake man like it's just everything out of everything that happened last night it was just like and you know what all right so for what it was the worst part about this is like all the different trailers you were seeing and like different clips and stuff like that There was one where they showed that reaction of Poe going, no, as he's in the cockpit of his X-Wing. And I told myself, I was like, if that's freaking Snap, I'm going to Snap. Like, I'm going to lose it. Like, I'm going to be really upset it was Snap. I was upset.
1: But this is exactly one of the criticisms that I have about this film is that, like, like, I feel like there are certain, like you know, professional film critics out there that are like, well, this just feels like star Wars by committee. It's not, there's no vision behind it. And I would completely disagree with that. And I would say that the problem I think that exists is that JJ Abrams was just like, I am locking myself in this room with Chris Terrio, his co-writer, and we're not coming out until we have the story. We're not fact checking this. We're not doing anything else. And, you know, sure enough, uh, you know, you get uh, you know this one character who is actually well established outside of the films.
0: Yes, uh, is know, the who, uh, stepson of someone very pivotal to the yes. rebel line. Who
1: literally appears about ten seconds later, <clears throat> and, like not acknowledging, "Oh, my son and my adopted son just died." Where's Nora?
0: Like, how does she feel about the whole thing? She's still
1: alive. <laughs> what happened? And that drives me up a wall. And there are many instances where, like. JJ for whatever reason like because of like his hubris just decides to completely ignore what's actually out there in the new Disney canon for characters I mean that's a big one. <sighs> Poe's history as a smi- as a spice runner. Where did that
0: come from? He was
1: been a military brat from the very get-go. And like I believe that JJ was involved in the Shattered Empire comic series. Like he actually did like some sort of like EP role for it.
0: Unless there was a moment where like he just had a few off years like away from the academy or <laughs> something like that like for all we know. But from yeah, first of all, yes. From all we knew he was just straight in the resistance. yeah, he was a
1: military brat from the get go. Like, yeah. his mother was Leia's personal guard, yeah. And you know, that like from that point forward, that's why he has such a special bond with Leia. That makes so much more sense than like her trusting some spice runner for whatever reason, like just like bait be- because others, like Han Solo, are you know, can change their stripes or whatever the case may be.
0: It may like I'd like to believe that if they get if it gets explained in any case, like again, this is probably where the novel's gonna come in and be like There was a you know, there was a job years ago where they needed a fifth wheel but they didn't tell me it was spice, you know, like they were like, Oh, you know, it's a shipment of converters or something like that. Like it's it's gonna be something superfluous and like not necessary. Or maybe they were gonna get like, you know, a backstory of Poe in a novel in some way being like You know, Poe Dameron, Spice Runner.
1: But that's exactly what I want to avoid in the new Disney canon era. Is that, like, yes, I understand that there was a lot of expanded universe stuff that was out there. Like, between the production of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. And, like, as such, they had to create stories and narratives to reconcile differences that may have existed between the two. But now, when you're just moving forward with one continuous theme in one continuous world like just don't make those errors
0: (laughs) it's just i mean it's 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 ridiculous but like i could spend all day on it (laughs) like i told her all last night i was telling this to eva on her way home from the car it's like say what you want about the movie i don't care what any other problems are my biggest problem was that like and it was just like you said, it's just like that, that establishment that we have, that you and I have, they started this from the frickin' force awakens for goodness sake. Like it was there since then, like why not hold him up as the next like wedge and Tilly's? like he would have been the wedge to the, to pose Luke or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and then like you said, one of the coolest cameos is like now for an avid book reader kind of killed because they killed his stepson like 10 seconds earlier for goodness sake it like why why did it take so long man i don't know man i don't know uh all right so
1: i'm definitely not that i am nowhere near that fired up
0: about the death just, of snap wexley <laughs> i just i just felt like it was such a pushover like it was just it didn't need to happen
1: well i feel like there always has to be like one you know there has to be a bigs there has to be a have like, use
0: the alien bro like no one cares about the <laughs> alien, bro. Like it, it could have been him. I don't know. All right, I'll stop about this. Let me bring this up. Dominic Moynihan. Uh-huh. What was his character's point? Just to just to be provide there.
1: some lines. Like I I don't know.
0: <laughs> I like, I wanted him to have something a little bit more pivotal, but like he apparently just had nothing going for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then you had the uh, the Weasel Kid from Game of Thrones. He was in there too. I don't know if you recognized him. Was it Weasel or Mouse or something like that? I forget. Or, uh, I don't know. It was one of the guys who was a crow on the wall. And he was, like, Jon Snow's friend. Okay. Uh, I can't remember his freaking name. Regardless, he, made, he makes a cameo. I guess uh, Ed Sheeran's somewhere in the movie, too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let me ask you this. Like, what, what's a, like what's the point with you? Like, a point of contention in this movie with you? Because I know you said that the performances and everything worked out. But, like... What was, like, the first thing that you kind of remember being, like, "Eh," like, when you saw it?
1: (laughs) Well, the very first thing that I didn't like was the pacing.
0: Ooh. (laughs) So, uh, explain. Because it kind of, like, went a little fast at the beginning.
1: It went... Like, the pacing throughout was bad. Like, because it was way too fast in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'll touch on why I think that is in a moment. Uh, And then I think... After they arrive on the uh, moon on Endor of Endor, mm-hmm. from that point forward, it crawls. It slows down so much.
0: I guess that's true because it all they just spend so much time on the Death Star itself.
1: Yeah, mm. uh, and just I don't know. I mean, I like that sequence, and I actually think that like that whole part of it is a highlight for me. But it just like. All like I feel like that whole like first hour or hour and ten minutes or I don't know how much time that is, like was basically JJA trying to be like, well, if I could do, if I had done my version of the middle story, this is what it would have been. Yes, and that's just stupid. <laughs> and so, I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't care for that stuff nearly as much.
0: Well, I mean, just so, so like just them going back to the Death Star, like I mean, visually, I mean, like I thought it was stunning. Like I like the fact that. Once she actually entered like the old route like just her climbing through the Death Star first of all was a very visually stunning yeah. and then like actually entering the Emperor's throne room and then like the music cues that came in mm-hmm. was the music from Return of the Jedi. Oh.
1: Yeah, like
0: the theme when uh, like you see the Emperor and then uh, Vader's death music and stuff like that. Like it's just it worked for me there. <clears throat> but otherwise, it did kind of slow down. And then also like you start getting answers for questions that you didn't think you're going to get answers for. Everyone wanted the answers and here comes the answers. And like, now I don't know if I want the answer. What do you think? Like, how, how do you feel about like the big reveal for Ray?
1: I don't like it.
0: You don't like it. (laughs) No. So, all right. So talking about our older discussions before everyone was saying, do you think Ray is going to be a Skywalker? And I remember you saying at like, I think vehemently almost that you would hate it if she was a Skywalker. Yes. So, she's not a Skywalker. What would you, like, I mean, give me a little bit. Like, what do you, what makes, what makes you upset about it? Well, what makes
1: me upset about it is, well, there's multiple factors that make me mad, upset about it. The first off is that the most important one is that it has zero bearing on the plot.
0: It, w- yeah, like, <laughs> like, where did the... the- Go
1: ahead. You know, I think the notion that she is extremely strong in the Force is more than enough motivation for Palpatine to want to, like, Like, get her to turn her, to try to turn her into a Sith.
0: But now he has, like, extended family?
1: Yeah. And, like, the notion that he would just have, like, a normal son is just ridiculous. It
0: doesn't make any sense at all of him being the Emperor and not wanting to share this power. Right. And also... If Plagueis was still like a viable like source material, you would realize that the way that like Palpatine like gets his you know like gets his annexation from his parents or whatever is by matricide, patricide, (laughs) fratricide, kills his whole family,
1: family. yeah, absolutely, and like so that's just I mean it, yeah, so like that plot point just doesn't work. I'm sorry, I'm like smashing my (laughs) uh My mic stand here. You're all right. I feel like eventually we're gonna talk about things that I liked more. Well,
0: no, it's better to get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so I mean, the notion that like he would just have a normal son who didn't seek power, who didn't want whatever, is just stupid. I don't like it. It doesn't work on any level.
0: It so does that make like one of like one of his parents, like, one of Ray's parents, like Palpatine's kid?
1: Yes, it's like they do establish that it is it is Palpatine's son god so
0: i just (laughs) so what does that mean that he was like sneaking around in the background like it doesn't it doesn't really add up to his ultimate plan yeah i
1: mean it's like why on earth does does palpatine want to share the throne with you know annoying ass darth vader or luke skywalker yeah if he has his own son out there
0: well then there's also the fact of like i like the fact that they just explained away snoke in about three seconds by being like, I made Snoke. And then they showed an actual test tube of Snoke. Yes. Like, there was multiple Snokes in there.
1: Well, see, now that was okay. I didn't really have a big issue with that.
0: Well, I'm not denying that. <laughs> uh, what I'm getting at is, like, they could have just as easily been, like, I started making clones of myself or something right. like that. But, and like,
1: I mean, they make it sound like, no, this is just, like, my son. My, you know, begotten real by... Son. Yeah, begotten by that woman in the... Uh, uh, in the opera box with
0: them. <laughs> yeah. It's like mistress. So, so, and so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like,
1: and like, and as ugh. I say, the most important aspect of that all is that like, at no point does Ray actually like, does it play in any way on her? Yeah, like she gets the answer to the question that she wanted, I guess, but it's really not satisfying. (laughs) No, and like she's never on the verge of turning or anything. I mean, she has some dark moments, but it has nothing to do with the fact that Palpatine is her grandfather.
0: No, it's more that his
1: rhetoric is in any way, shape, or form effective on her.
0: It's just like, well, so no, all right, I'll I'll argue that a little bit. I think her rhetoric or his rhetoric was effective because he was doing almost exactly what he did for Luke. By saying as much as like, if you strike me down, your friends will be saved. Like all it takes is just you hitting me in anger or whatever, like taking me down, and that's exactly what he's trying to get her to do. Like he opens the skylight, and then you can see the battle going on. I mean, it's so reminiscent of freaking, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi. It's like practically the exact same thing.
1: But her eyes make a very obvious change in focus. As like, it's the very moment where she, like nods at Palpatine like yes I'll do this you can see that her focus changes from looking at him to that's when she forms the connection with Ben yes and so at zero so like I don't think she was ever going to consider striking him down
0: I guess that makes
1: sense like she's actually acknowledging Ben she's not talking to Palpatine at all
0: so it's just I mean it is all over the place I (sighs) I If there was another thing to add on to, we can talk all day about that. Um, I felt like the the big reveal at the end with all the ships and everything. Uh, It just
1: (laughs) doesn't make sense.
0: It doesn't make sense. It didn't (laughs) come fast enough for me. And again, there's been a whole year and people still were just like, you know what? We'll show up at the very last second.
1: Yeah, they needed to re. They needed to edit that different. Like it should not have been like, well, hopefully Lando will show up with, you know, a big flotilla of ships. It should have been Lando's here and he brought a big flotilla of ships.
0: Yes. Also, they (laughs) should. They if they hadn't uh, like shown that little preview. Of, like, all the ships and, like, the Falcon coming up in front of it, I feel like it would have had that much more of an impact. Uh, personally. Yeah. Because you, like,. You imagine, like, all we saw before was just that, like, sunset shot of, like, the X-Wings and the Millennium Falcon and stuff like that, where, like, that was epic in its own way. you think, like, that's all the Resistance has to work with right now, right? And then you fast-forward to this, and it's like, oh, my God, they're taking out thousands of Star Destroyers or whatever. It's like, how are we going to do this? And then there was just Lando being, like, on your left. Like, they quite literally just took this from Endgame. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you look over the peak, and it's a whole frickin' wall-to-wall image of just all these ships just smattered together. No formation whatsoever. I think they even say in the movie, it's like, it's no no armata, it's just people. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like that line.
0: Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think it should have been like, I mean, even if you don't show Lando's flotilla ahead of that battle, it should have been like, when Lando arrived on Yavin, like after Leia's death yes and you know he's talking to poe he should have said i'm here and i have what you need and like the plan could have still been that they were just going to send in an advanced force Yeah, you know like the one lander ship with poe and and his pilots and you know his most trusted fighter pilots and then it would be like okay well and we're going to come in after you've disabled this you know sensor beacon or whatever the the stupid MacGuffin was yes but I don't know but then they just play it off so different and it's like okay I don't buy for one split second that like Lando can unite all of these people in like minutes when it's it's taken Princess Leia like the most charismatic character of the entire series Like, years, and she still can't even do it.
0: This is why Lando is a gambler. Like, he's a sweet talker. He's able to talk everybody into it. It's like, you know, he's basically like, join us or else. Like, that's pretty much it. He just went around, you know, friends of the Republic, join us or else. Like, and they joined him. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's, there's so much to unpack with all this. Let's kind of...
1: Oh. Let me go into my final last – well, what, actually, I'm sorry. What were you going to say?
0: I don't know. I was going to say let's go into uh, what we liked about the movie. So well, why don't you do that?
1: <laughs> I I mean, I'm not going to not talk about my biggest disappointment in the film, though. Okay. So just the whole notion of doing a Dark Empire plot.
0: Yeah.
1: Just doesn't work. <laughs> it, like I, I've talked on this show a couple of times previously about how Dark Empire is a terrible idea.
0: That, like, Uh, the Emperor brings himself back through cloning-esque things.
1: And that was in, I mean, in, like, the Dark Empire storyline ran in the early 90s. Yes. And it was published by Dark Horse, so, like, literally nobody read it. It was not that great. Yeah, and now you're going to adapt it for, like, the, you know, one of the bigger motion picture events of this century.
0: Again, of all the material you could use...
1: It's just a weak choice.
0: It's just a very weak choice. JJ
1: got it in his head that he needed a bigger bad guy than Kylo Ren. They could have used
0: Legacy of the Force, and it still would have been (laughs) as pivotal. Yeah. You know, I
1: don't Uh, know. You know, And and so he went with the most reductive option that he could, which is the Emperor. And in so doing, I mean, what you have to understand, and this is what people wrote, I mean, this is what Timothy Zahn said about Dark Empire when it first came out. Okay, and like it came out around the same time as he was doing the original Thrawn trilogy, hmm. and he took the initiative to be like, I'm going to create a new big bad guy that's, you know, really going to challenge these guys yes. and be their equal in so many ways, and that's great. Yeah, I think you know we've talked an awful lot about Thrawn.
0: Yes, and like he's <laughs> and actually, how he
1: works as a bad
0: guy. He works well. Yes. for what he does.
1: <laughs> but and the then... problem is, is that when you have this resurrected empire or whatever the case may be. You are literally taking away the story from Anakin. Yes. Like everything he did doesn't matter. And now in the new Disney canon, since Luke has fallen as well, you're also destroying Luke's legacy. I mean, they literally overwrite Luke's legacy with ray in this movie
0: it's pretty much it yeah. i mean like
1: the moment when she's like flying to exegol wearing like in his t65 wearing his helmet it's like luke might as well not exist anymore
0: also how was she able to fly that thing when one <laughs> of the wings were ripped off and used as a door in the last jedi <laughs> well, i'm sorry
1: that's pr- i mean admittedly she never opens the x ex- or the uh, the attack foils
0: no she does there's one point where she's, tr- she's flying through that like red maelstrom and she's in she's in, well, they're locked in attack position, son. Well, that
1: already goes back to my first complaint with the movie, <laughs> Yeah. It's not about just the lack later. of continuity. <sighs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. And like, and to me, you talk about, I mean, JJ did this like very just arrogant and hubristic, uh, interview like a while back, like where he was talking about some of the choices that Ryan Johnson made and how he laughed when like he decided to kill Snoke and, and do these things. But it's also like Ryan Johnson paid a, in my estimation, a perfect homage to Luke. That he did the most selfless, most Jedi-like thing he could possibly do to allow his sister and the Resistance to escape to fight another day. Knowing that he was passing, you know, that it was time for him to pass on what he had learned to Rey. Yes. And that was like the perfect way for him to go out. And then J.J. comes back and says, well, you know, Ryan Johnson's the one that did this to Luke, so now I can do whatever I want to Luke. And it just doesn't work that way. Like it's, it was such a miss for me. Like just,
0: so like him coming back as a force ghost, a catching his lightsaber as it's thrown into the fire. And B, resurrecting his X-Wing for Ray, that she could use. Also, how long has that X-Wing be sitting under the water? <laughs> how is the fuel still viable? Yeah. How is the seat not freaking wet? Like, I don't know. That's all I want to know.
1: Maybe he, like, put a force bubble around it and it actually wasn't.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. still, it's just, like, it's insane.
1: I just, I mean, I don't know. I just will never understand why people don't understand that... Luke is a proper good Jedi who is given respect and reverence in the Last Jedi, and he's basically just, and like the person who's really steamrolling him is JJ. Like he complained, you know, one of his famous criticisms is that he didn't get to work with Harrison Ford uh, during in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Well, whose choice was that? Was is it James? Ryan Johnson's? <laughs>
0: <Jesus> Christ.
1: <laughs> and. Now, like, he's just going to be this, you know, punching bag that literally his whole legacy gets steamrolled by Ray. And, like, I love Daisy Ridley and I love the character of Ray. But none of that had to happen the way that it happened.
0: Fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Now it. <clears throat> You've given me a lot more to think about. So like so this is the other side of it too. You've had a few days to think about this. Yes, I mean been, I'm
1: going on three days since I first watched it, and, and like we just saw. It and last I've actually night. watched it
0: twice already. So. and now you're just trying to hold a lot back. All right,
1: <laughs> so All right, let's swift switch it up.
0: Yeah, so let, let's talk about what we actually really enjoyed. Um, now, I like I said, I, I enjoyed the opening. I enjoyed uh, like I just enjoy uh, Ian McDermott in general. As Palpatine. Well,
1: I agree. I mean, he's he's great, and like it's it's annoying that like his plan was exactly the same as
0: Dark it, Empire.
1: Well, and not even so much Dark Empire, but just even as it was in Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah, more or less. Uh, just have them come together, temptation, kill yeah. me, and then take my place. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. But, and like I don't. So it's like I don't even mind that, and like Ian McDermott was on his a-game for sure don't get me wrong i mean i loved how he just lit like in the opening sequence how he literally like repeats some of his pitch to anakin to kylo
0: yes and it works like it's intimidating and well not to mention like um i just really like the visual representation of him like Mm -hmm. just the fact that like he is that old like practically like decaying like Emperor, like I just I just love the way that they did the makeup on him and everything. I thought it was really well done. Um, but regardless, like it is, it's it's interesting to see how it overlaps. It's interesting to see how like it's the the plans do line up and everything. And like this is kind of going back to what I was going to say before earlier about like how everyone's saying that the new trilogy has just is just harping off the original trilogy, Force Awakens, i.e. A New Hope, Last Jedi. Ie Empire Strikes Back, and now this. There are a hell of a lot of like undertones to suggest that it's almost a carbon copy of Return of the Jedi, because I mean, like, both movies are fun in their own right, but you could tell that there's a lot going wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: No, I completely agree with that. And I, one thing I will totally say and acknowledge is, like, if you were a kid watching this film, yeah, you would absolutely love it. Yes. Like, it's just. A lot of fun, and like you're not super worried about all that continuity. Yeah, you're not
0: worried about snap like I am. Yeah, thirty <laughs> old man was just like just worried about this kind of problem. Sorry, yeah.
1: and you know, and, and like the kind of fallacies and pitfalls in the plot that I've just been harping on for the last <laughs> half an hour, Um, you know, are are not a concern if you're an eight year old. Yeah, and to that and to that end, I think it delivers, and I think it's to me, I think it does set a good jumping off point for whatever's going to come next in terms of the films, in terms of TV uh, and and books and comics and everything. Like, I'm, I am excited for that. And that's, I think, one of the greatest achievements of the film. But it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't, the story just doesn't work for me. <sighs> yeah, I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, this is also just to add to... You know us coming back later on you know in a couple months and just kind of reviewing this and seeing if we still hold it up that way yeah you know because I I think I, I started off as much by saying like there is that clear like code of nostalgia right now for me that like I'm just completely enamored with it loved every moment of it and then you started breaking it down it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know because it is just that moment where like you know you just you want to you you want to be like but and then just like Meh, yeah so yeah,
1: sorry i didn't mean to like make no, you that's, rethink that, it
0: that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing that's that's the point but uh, so i mean i don't know i i think i've kind of said as much you know about everything else uh in the relate in the way of like relationships between the characters uh do you know what finn was gonna tell ray uh before they sunk into like the quicksand thing
1: well I think it's a little subtextual, but I think it is that he has the force.
0: Yes, I've also heard that too. <laughs> Apparently, right. JJ like wanted that to yeah. be revealed later on, and, and it, it definitely kind of is because there's a point where Finn just stops, right? And he when, has that like yes, when like Yoda moment where he's yeah. like, "Oh no!"
1: Yeah, when Ray is presumed to have passed, like,
0: oh. and
1: uh, you know, we we see that Finn really reacts to it and like. A couple of times in that sequence, he's just like, I feel this. I, you know, I know this to be true. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And actually, I think that's cool. I mean, I think I have no issue with that. I like that personally. You know, I think it it
0: makes his character that much more like interesting. Mm -hmm. And we've said this about Finn before. Like he didn't have much going for him in The Last Jedi just because he's so fresh off of his first story. He didn't have a chance to grow. Right. All we still know about him is that he's just a retreating stormtrooper. You know what I mean? Like, just trying to get away from it all. And yeah. at this point, like, he's more confident. Like, he has a group of people that he works with. And also, like, when he meets Jaina, like, it's... They, like, that crew that she's running with, they're all ex-First Order kids. Like, I want kids. that story. That's actually a really cool story. And the fact that he's able to find more people like him, mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Yes. And, like, it... I don't know. it. That, like, that was a perfect inclusion because, like, you know, Finn... He has like he has his own story, and it's cool to see like you know him be excited about something like that, and like knowing that there's more out there. He's not the only one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want that story too. I want Jaina's story.
1: Yeah, like and and like, I think it should even just be like Finn and Jaina,
0: and have their own thing. Yeah, and
1: they're like you know in her group of whatever, <laughs> like could just be like this kind of, I don't know, like uh, mercenaries on the outer rim, like snuffing out. Uh, you know, f- lingering elements of the First Order.
0: Yeah. Um I like the fact that they were able to give um, Chewie a lot more to do in this movie. Yep. Uh, I felt awful. There was <laughs> some of the best acting in the entire movie mm-hmm. was whenever Finn, Poe, and Chewbacca came back to the base. Mm-hmm. And, like, just seeing him smack the ground, like, the way he smacks the ground when he dies in Battlefront 2. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's all I kept thinking. He's like, oh he just lost his kill streak, you know. But <laughs> yeah. uh no, it like honestly, like that was that was heartbreaking because he was just like I'm the last one. Like right. that's that's kind of how he felt.
1: And I mean and I guess let's touch on that at this point. So do you understand the metal
0: Yeah, it was uh Hans. It was Han's medal Because Leia was holding on to it. Yes. It was what she had to remember Han by. Yes. It wasn't the dice, it was that. Right. And so that's where she was able to like feel feel Han's presence and then send her last form of life to Ben so that he could purge himself of the dark side and become Ben again. Yes. Which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely heartbreaking. Like, yeah. yeah. I, was... I
1: love that sequence so much. Like even like, so when Ray even fixes him, like, and these are things that maybe I'm a little slower or whatever, but it did take me until the second time I saw them. Like, that's how the medal was for me. Yeah. It's like, why did she give him a medal? That's stupid. <laughs> and then, then I was like, oh, wait, Leia's holding it, n- like, now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, this is Han's medal. And you it's, it you know, it's not like, oh, Chewie never got a medal. Like, it's not, that's not a plot hole. <laughs> no.
0: Well, so it's funny, like, um, I the one thing I did point out to Evo is, like, there was a whole reason that they put the Mandalorian before uh star wars this week you know the movie coming out Mm. was obviously because the the movie was coming out yeah Yeah. but it was also the healing exactly yes like when once you saw her go after like the the giant snake and like heal the snake i was like oh that's why they released Mandalorian early i was like that makes sense now and a lot of that was their whole thing it's like they can't get mad at us now yeah because baby yoda did it and if baby yoda did it, it's canon
1: yeah then it's cool i mean i don't I think that was always kind of the plan, but it. I think it does lessen the blow a little bit to be like, oh yeah, we we've seen that already. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, I know some people in the fandom Menace uh, have been like, oh well, you know, now Ray magically gets that power that Anakin was seeking, and it's a light side power, and like, well, yes, but you're that's not a lightsaber wrong. blow. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, it's life begets light and all yeah. this kind of stuff. It it, it is like a. It's hard to really specify how that's supposed to work. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to be able to save someone from, like, a terminal illness, I don't think. Right. You know, because they even explain, I, man, that's a that's another can of worms to open up. <laughs> I guess because grief cargo when he got hit, he got poisoned as well. Right. And that was their whole thing. So no one's got an antidote. And so he was able to purge the poison from it. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he could purge, like, cancer or something like that?
1: <laughs> I guess only time will tell.
0: Only time will tell. Uh... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like there are specific things from both that and from Fallen Order. I mean, we kind of already saw yeah. uh like the force echoes. Like the force echoes and like the slow I slow feel down like, time. Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: just multiple different uses of the force now anymore. Yeah. Which again, it's all been made out it's it's all been out there as legend you know, tells, as you put put it all the time.
1: As legend has it.
0: As legend has it. Which, like, you know, we've said it before, like, the Force projection um, is something that happens in Star Wars. Namely, like, Dark Empire a hell of a lot. Like, there are (laughs) just points where, I guess, like, Luke just faces himself in and out of different situations, and he has, like, a Force bubble shield that's able to repel, like, AT-AT bolts. Yeah. But regardless.
1: Um, But anyway, yeah. But so, like, even, you know, when to go back to where we were like when Ray actually heals him, she not only heals his current lightsaber wound, but she actually fixes his scar as
0: well, which I never noticed that. Yeah. Eva pointed that out to me and I was like, Oh, and she's like, that's how you can tell he's been he's
1: again. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, it just like, it didn't hit me until then. I was like, good God. That's, fu- that's really cool. Yeah.
1: And like, myself. yeah. <laughs> and just, and like, even as that, that scene progresses. Like then when he gets that vision of Han and I give I mean, I give Harrison Ford literally all the credit in the world for doing what he said he would never do and coming back and being serious about it. And like just delivering a very nice and emotional and captivating performance.
0: And that was probably one of the best performances in the entire movie just because it was like 15 seconds, mm -hmm. if that, and like, he looked perfect for the role and like, it was almost verbatim what their conversation was on the bridge. Yeah. Also the lightsaber you got from, for, uh, from, uh, galaxy's, <laughs> galaxy's edge. edge. Did you gonna, feel,
1: guess I'm going to have to throw it in the ocean now. Yeah.
0: I got to be screen accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking of but, lightsabers, huh? I really liked Leia's lightsaber. Yes. That was a big reveal. I didn't realize that she was going to get her own. Now, when they were pulling it out, my, in my heart, I was like, she's going to get the green one. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. And then it was like, it's not green, but it's so cool. And she was like, "It's Leia's." So I was like, "Ah!" So she was learning, yeah. and that was a cool little thing of and them. That like, flashback training.
1: was cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: So, it, trust it, me,
1: I don't, I do not hate this movie, <laughs> but I just wish they had done something more novel. Yeah, like, don't just tell me "Return of the Jedi" again, yeah. and and have the same pitfalls that that story, like that, the production of that story has. Pretty
0: much. So yeah, it's just like I don't know. It there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot more to even go into. I know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I,
1: like I mean, I genuinely. I mean, we we're talking about you know performances. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, and not just Harrison Ford, but like I mean, Adam Driver throughout this movie. I mean, yeah. You know, if if people are gonna even if it's half joking, like pitch Robert Downey Jr. for an Oscar for his work on, uh, yeah. Indian, Adam Driver deserves it for his work in this film. He
0: does. Yeah. (laughs) Because it it was like the full redemption. It could have went so many different ways. Like it really could have fizzled out early on. You could not have believed it anymore. And especially towards the end where that was that like that switcheroo of that whole romeo and juliet thing like where like he finally just yeah oh well that's another thing too but regardless where like he where yeah, he we should talk about that <laughs> he gives like he, he gives his life force essentially to save ray mm-hmm. which i thought was incredibly like redeeming in his own way and like just having him pass out after that was like i was not expecting that because there was also a part of me thinking like all right so it's just ben now he's the redeemed one ray's not coming back How's he gonna make this out? He's gonna come out and see like Poe and Finn and be like, Hey guys, yeah, you know, I know we tried to kill each other in the past, you know, and I caught you and interrogated you, you know, really hard. And I'm sorry about that. But hey, I'm a Jedi now, so it's cool. Like that's kind of what I was like thinking in my mind through yeah, that whole thing.
1: But like I mean, and to me that would be just once I want to see that happen though. Like where, you know, there is, like a character is redeemed and they don't die for their redemption basically um, you know and I, I like that sequence in and of itself like was just a little weird I mean like it was super emotional and like you know I really felt the power of it but that was because I thought they were actually both gonna survive and like, yeah. I thought it would have been interesting to see you know raise like okay I'm going like I have to you know I have to do this but we need to you know you and I are going to re. Form the Jedi Order together, together uh, with our progeny as our first pupil. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> which would have been the most epic way to do it! Yeah, I, I don't know,
1: but you know, but then we don't get that, and then it just became kind of like
0: <sighs> I will say this for Star Wars, like Star Wars has a knack for uncommon placements of kisses, yeah, you know, because you look that at like, one of them, yeah, that was definitely one of them. So you look at Leia and Luke. <laughs> rose and finn yeah uh and then there's this one now which uh. was just like it was out of nowhere yeah yeah you know, and like i know everyone was like oh Kylo or rilo is gonna happen or raylo, yeah, raylo however yeah and like they're gonna make be- it's gonna happen they're gonna have babies together and it's like i don't know man like it, it kind of feels weird plus they might be cousins or something You know, like, we don't really know, but that also happened in Star Wars now to think about it. (laughs) So, what's the, you know, how far out is it really? But now it's like, all right, so she's Palpatine and he's a Solo. It's like, it kind of works.
1: Yeah. I mean, there is this big, like, I mean, for me personally, I feel like there is... Also, this dimension of them having like that Jason and Jaina dynamic, yeah, like from the expanded
0: well, universe. Well, especially like right at the end where they're getting their life force stolen. Yeah, like I saw that straight up when they were standing next to each other. It's like they're they're freaking twins right there. That's yeah. them. Yeah, that's them. And I I figured you were losing your crap.
1: Yeah, I mean I liked it. That was a good homage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I feel like that that kind of theme represents itself a few times. Just in terms, I mean. I don't know. I guess I won't really get. Well, no, screw it. I'm talking about the Legacy of the Force go for a moment. Go ahead. But, you know, basically it, what happens is that Jason Solo becomes. like He does fall to the dark side. And
0: he's Darth
1: Kitus. Kitus, right. Yes. And Jaina, who is his twin sister, mm-hmm. goes out to try to. You know, she has to try to mend things. And when she realizes she can't, she's just like, well, then I have to end him. I have
0: to kill my brother. Yeah. Which is it, like, it's insanely like hard to even put into words. Like, yeah. that's, that's gotta be emotional. Yeah. yeah. And I feel
1: like that's kind of, and that's like, that plays out as well, you know, during the fight on Endor, uh, when, you know, he, when she does stab him, but I, you know, but I think in a more, redemptive moment like she realizes i shouldn't have done that and it almost fixes like the le- the legacy of the force yeah in that regard and
0: well i mean like <laughs> just seeing her stab him right off i was like man that's where his character gonna end like i really enjoyed him <laughs> up to here but like yeah. if this is where he's gonna go i guess that's it you know but it was still just like good god man i don't know so it a lot to unpack
1: there is a lot to unpack i mean i you know and i genuinely i liked I mean, I liked Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty great. Um,
0: Do you think that he's actually like like that interaction him and Jana had at the end? Yeah. <laughs> are they gonna hook up, or are they and like I- brother? Are they is she like her daughter now, or what?
1: Well, I think the insinuation has always been that, like many people thought, she was going to be his daughter. Right. And I think the insinuation there is not meant to be, like, romantic in nature, but, like, he sees her as somebody in need of a father figure and wants to take her under his wing.
0: Maybe. Yeah.
1: So. Again, this is probably
0: something the novel's <laughs> going to sell. Yeah. But also, you got to think about this. They were all partying on Endor, or at least one of the moons of Endor. Mm-hmm. What's to say he didn't do a little, like, moon hopping, you know, afterwards <laughs> well, and, like, hooked up with a random lady? Yeah,
1: well i guess she's not originally from the other moon like they just like the the insinuation that i got was that they just landed there scrapped their ship
0: you know what that's right never mind i forgot they're all ex-stormtroopers yeah that's silly (laughs) never mind i don't know what i was thinking there yeah i don't know it was just creepy undertones because all i ever see is lando he's a ladies man yes you know so it's it's like it's
1: it's weird to see him like not like active you know and and she feels like she would be just his type so <laughs> oh
0: man um, all right
1: <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh, i mean i i personally liked uh zori bliss as a character
0: she was cool like as i didn't the, have any real problems with her i just thought it w- like there should have been more
1: yeah there i mean and i would even argue i would agree with that i think there was a little bit of like a you know i like sometimes when you you know in star wars is good at kind of giving you a taste of like the shared history of different characters without Mm -hmm. telling you the whole thing but yeah i kind of wish they would have given just a little bit more with her and poe
0: she yeah that would have been interesting and then she also oh what the heck she also uh she made a y-wing look cool yes (laughs) (laughs) which was like you know we kind of had the lego spoil that for us i guess on that front (laughs) but at the same time i was like it's still really cool how it worked out yes
1: Album. I agree. She best, uh, most charismatic X ex- or Y wing pilot that we've seen so far, and uh, Babu worked.
0: Yeah, a little <laughs> Babu. I am Babu. He's one of my oldest friends. C three PO. Let's you end gotta- out with this. C three PO was the best character in the entire movie, like hands down.
1: Well, I agree. I mean, there was so much. Like I, that was another element I completely agree with. It, I really liked it. You know, it was like, you know, Anthony Daniels is the one who survived. all nine films
0: yeah and like he made like he made every line that he had freaking hilarious yes it's like great landing sir it's like terrible flying sir it was like it was just like all this kind of stuff And it's like i i know you didn't call my name but i'm fine too sir (laughs) (laughs) yes it's just like it's too ridiculous
1: yeah i mean i almost i mean so let me ask you this do you like that he just got his memory back
0: in a way, I don't know if he got it back. It's just that he was able to restart his programming, more or less. Because like they, they even say as much, like, he's never met R2-D2. And Babu is one of his oldest friends. Like, Well, but
1: then R2 does the... He does his little mind Oh, crap, probe that's thing. right. I forgot about yeah.
0: that. And they were like, oh, can R2 do that later? It's like, yeah, but it'll be dangerous or something like that. I completely forgot about all yeah. that. Yeah, when guess, he says
1: that, it, that R2 is hardly reliable for such things.
0: Yes, so. but which obviously that's not the <laughs> that's yeah. not the answer yeah
1: and i guess there was an argument uh one kind of somewhat fan theory i guess that i've seen is like maybe r2 actually restores the memories that he lost at the end of the prequel trilogy as well mm. i don't know how that would work i'm not no saying particularly buy it but
0: if anything it just sounds like he was like ready to go on you know uh, Ray's first ooh, Ray's first mission. Right, exactly. And like it just pretty much restarted her from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So I don't know if it went that far or not. But I don't know, man. It's been a... It's been an experience. It has
1: been an experience. I think I want to talk about Richard E. Grant before we say goodbye.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Well, freaking Hux
1: <laughs> too. Well, yeah. I All mean, right. Hux was... I'm not terribly surprised by that. You know, I think I think it always came down to it was either going to be...
0: Hux or Pride. Yeah. And, like, I kind of was not that surprised when yeah. it happened. But at the same time, I kind of was hoping that, like, he would have had more of a redeeming arc.
1: Yeah. And that was, like, the one instance where I didn't, ha- like, where I feel like J.J. took a deliberate kind of shot at ryan johnson mm-hmm. and i didn't actually dislike it like the yeah luke, like i mean i i think i said it earlier if i didn't let me go back to this right now the worst line in the movie is when luke tells ray that both he and leia knew all along that she was a palpatine. palpatine that was the worst line in any star wars film that's worse than the sand line
0: <laughs> like how like how so though i mean just in the fact that like it's it is well it's true from a certain point of view but for luke
1: I mean, it is that, but it's just worse because it's, I mean, to me, that was just a complete break of the fourth wall. And that's just JJ speaking directly through Mark Hamill's mouth saying, this was my plan all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what I think is funny is that I don't know. Like, I don't think people are feeling attached to that element of the story.
0: <laughs> I mean, <sighs> It's hard to really predict. I mean, that could have been something... Like, it, it, it could be something explained like... uh, You know, when the early days of the Temple were... You know, at hand and he was still collecting Jedi from around the galaxy. Maybe Palpatine's son came to him and said as much like... Look, like I have this daughter, but she's going to be strong with the Force. So we don't want her to know who her parents are or something like that. Like, can you please... Yada, yada, yada. But again... It's not for me to answer. It's for somebody else to do. Yeah, you know.
1: I don't know. We'll we'll see if they pay that off. But I just I have my doubts that they would would do that. But um, but the one jab that I liked was basically just that you know when when Hux reveals himself as the spy and like his whole motivation is just like I don't even care if you guys win. I just want. I just need Kylo Ren to lose and you know like that's basically like the one line that he gets to explain his rationale and then you know the very next line he delivers and immediately afterwards he gets shot Shocked. and killed
0: <laughs> which was like it was kind of shocking yeah but again you know what that kind of goes towards general pride's like character well i
1: think pride is the best like imperial we've ever I mean, I seen he's, well, well he, not he, ever, he is he's not yeah he's not better than Parkin.
0: no no well no no <laughs> one's no one's ever going to be as good as target was yeah but this is what i'm getting at is the fact that like he's competent
1: yeah he was competent and like and he also was just that carries that evil swagger
0: yes and like he was he was uh, he says as much to the emperor that he says like i will serve you as valiantly as i did in the last war so you can right. tell he's ex-imperial as well yeah um and so like i don't know like it, had he had blue skin, he probably would have been like the perfect Thrawn. The way yeah. he delivered himself, he could
1: have been Thrawn.
0: Yes, <laughs> but I don't know why they just decided to keep it with just pride. Like it's such a crazy name, too. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. He had a good swagger to him, and we, he was like genuinely scary each time I saw him pop up on you know yeah. on the screen.
1: He joins the ranks of Grand Moff Tarkin and General Veers. <laughs> that- like the only competent Imperials.
0: That's fair oh well shall we call it
1: i think we can call it at this point yes at least the discussion of rise of skywalker
0: that's fair i
1: think we should you know take a moment to say thank you to each and every one of you who's ever again given us even a second of your time uh as we come to the close of this first season yeah elongated first season
0: and i'm I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I'm I'm impressed and thrilled and and pleased to see so many people really you know listening to us and checking us out, um, and you know wanting to hear more content from the two of us. This is purely you know, a hobby yeah. at the beginning.
1: Yeah, we just, we literally were like, oh, let's just try this on a lark, like do a couple episodes, see how it goes. See how it goes.
0: <laughs> and it's kind of funny, we had a, we had a meal kind of similar to when we had our first meal before doing this show, you know, like it was kind of a, it was a kind of a cool way to cap it off, Yeah. you know, because we went to like a, a restaurant together and had lunch and talked about how we wanted to do this pod and. We had dinner last night talking about where the pod is now, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's incredible to see, see it get to where it is. And with any luck, we're hoping to present newer, bigger and better things, you know, yeah. in the coming months. Um, you know, we're hoping to share some exciting news. But yeah,
1: we, I mean, we definitely have some some irons in the fire that I really, truly hope and believe will, you know, help us get to the next level of this show, mm-hmm. um, you know, both well, I mean, from from a multitude of different directions, I'm not going to get into the specifics now. Um,
0: <laughs> but regardless, we, as you say, Irons in the Fire, we have uh, a lot of options out there. We're, we're excited to see where we can take, uh, you know, take this pod next and, mm-hmm. you know, really bring everyone some stellar content along the way. Yes. Um I've enjoyed every moment of this, and I mean, it's incredible to think I've been able to do this journey with you. I give you all the credit for uh, hosting not only the show but the you know, the recording and hosting me into your house and everything. I, I'm greatly appreciative of that, and uh, you know, managing the website and everything like that. Like you, this show would not be possible if it wasn't for you.
1: Yeah, but I'm not a very good talker, so I couldn't do it without you. So, <laughs>
0: Well I appreciate that, but. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, and just overall enjoying Star Wars with us. Yes. I mean, that that's first and foremost what we strive for everyone to do is just have a great time, like, just with these movies and these books and these games and stuff like that. You know, like... We're not out here to try and sway you one way or the other. We're we're gonna tell you straight out how we feel, um, you know. But it, ultimately, it's up to you. I'm gonna steal a little bit from games and that, and say, you know, the only opinion that matters is your own. That's true, and it is true. That yeah. that's good. Avi- it's good advice from those guys.
1: Yeah. Don't let my negativity about the storyline of the Rise <laughs> of Skywalker permanently determine your opinion about the movie.
0: And don't let my excitement of seeing Ewoks again after so many years, uh, you know, defer you from how good this movie
1: could be (laughs) do you know who the uh second ewok
0: it's warwick isn't it well no sorry go ahead
1: so the there are two ewoks you know
0: what (laughs) we're trying to finish out come on all right i want
1: to go back and talk about the jedi Mm. that talked to ray
0: maybe yes dang it all right okay
1: but so first let's let's finish up the ewoks So there are two Ewoks And one of them, yes, is
0: Wicked W. Warwick, uh, Warwick Davis
1: And the second one oh, no. Is, hold on, let me find it
0: I'm not ready for this <laughs> uh, It's gonna be like Vern Troyer before he passed away Or something
1: <laughs> That would be incredible
0: I know We don't know how this movie's gonna end But we know there's gonna be Ewoks in it So you wanna get it in here before you pass away Alright
1: I'm sorry I'm getting
0: closer. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: <coughs> They're... Oh, I went too far. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, so I enjoyed that sequence, that kind of homage, even to, like, literally the special editions yes. of Star
0: Wars. It is pretty we, silly. Like, they showed Cloud City. They showed... Uh, what did they show? Uh, um, the Force Yeah, yeah and then Jakku. Jakku, yeah.
1: And so we get to see a glimpse of... Warwick Davis, and he is joined uh, by Pumet Warwick. played by Harrison Davis.
0: No, is this his son? It's his son. That's freaking adorable. <laughs> That's freaking adorable. Ah, oh, it makes me happy. It's a real character, man. That's why he's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. It's, <laughs> Sorry, I,
1: I concede that point. You were right.
0: <clears throat>
1: but anyway, I want to. I do want to touch real briefly on. Well, even just the cameos at large. Okay. Because I I will say I've enjoyed every single one of the cameos that we got in this film.
0: Yeah, well, so, I mean, like I said, Ed Sheeran's in there somewhere as a stormtrooper. (laughs) Um, John Williams shows up as a bartender. He does. Um, I mean, who else are we getting out here? Because I know, um, what's his face that did Hamilton? Yeah, He's Lin Manuel. The the, yeah,
1: Lin Manuel Miranda is in it. I did. I feel like I did notice him. Like he was like. It's with, towards the end, or something yeah, like that. and he was like standing near like Dominic Monaghan's character or something like. Yes.
0: That. Oh, Dominic Monaghan was in it. <laughs> which, yeah, it was a good cameo.
1: It was a good cameo. He had some lines. It was nice.
0: It was nice. Uh, <laughs> um, Almost didn't recognize
1: him. Additionally, we you know we have the true hero of the rebellion, Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles makes.
0: Dennis Lawson. Yeah,
1: I, I, and I'm so appreciative that he got a line.
0: Yes, so, you know. it's like right here with Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just that's all he had to say. and It was so exciting. Yes, it was perfect.
1: Oh. Um, and then we also get uh, Tony Daniels. Actually, was also a resistance pilot. Was he? Yes, I have
0: to look into that. Maybe I recognize it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's another. I mean, there is like one other guy that like has like obviously gray hair. Oh yeah, uh, and that was Golden Tony. Anthony Daniels. Fair enough. Uh, but then I want to get into, you know, the the big Jedi speaking to Ray. Be
0: with me. Be with me. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there is a laundry list of Jedi here. Yes. Hit it.
1: So starting at the beginning, you have Hayden Christensen <gasps> as Anakin Skywalker. Dude. Awesome. I was like picked his voice out right away, and I was like, thank you.
0: Yes, I'm glad they brought him back. So nice.
1: Uh, Olivia Dabo as Luminara Unduli. Yes, we have Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano. Woo, she's been in the films now.
0: She's official.
1: Although I feel like there's an interesting question there because like we don't know that she would have she would be dead.
0: Well, she could probably feel it. Maybe she's like the guardian of the force. Yes. Uh, Ah, there's also Ezra. Don't forget that.
1: Well, Ezra does not speak. Oh. We do have Freddie Prinze Jr. as Kanan Jarrus, who speaks,
0: but uh,
1: Ezra Bridger is not one of the cameo voices. I could have swore
0: I heard he was.
1: No. Uh, But then we also have Jennifer Hale doing Ayla Mm Sakura. Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. Both Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness doing Obi Wan Kenobi voices. Yes. Frank Oz performing Yoda. Yoda. Performing Yoda. (laughs) Angelique Perrin as Adi Galea. And Liam Neeson doing Qui Gon Jinn.
0: Everybody, they got it, everybody. That's so cool, and I just it's just it's just exciting. <laughs> I mean, like I was hearing how they were able to do you know uh, Obi Wan's voice around like the first time around with uh, you know Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber like in The Force Awakens. Which you know what? I'm mad now. I just realized that we never learned the story, Maz. <laughs> what the heck?
1: It's true. That uh, one I could see them maybe doing like a little novelization about or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I like how you know he he's in that one he says Ray these are your first steps, and in uh, Rise of Skywalker he says these yeah. are your final steps.
0: Yes, and it's <laughs> like you are you are the Jedi now. Like all yeah. live inside you and everything. Yeah, exciting. And no, no, I mean, what well, it's—that w- it's, was
1: a beautiful moment. I I loved every second of it. And
0: the fact that they were able to bring everything together like that, too. Like you said, it they, is connecting the prequels yeah. and the TV shows and the originals, everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I one hundred percent follow. Like I'm, I promise, I'm not relitigating the story again. <laughs> like I'm not sure that I one hundred percent follow the all generations of Sith living.
0: Achieve
1: and all generations of jedi live in ray but it's not really
0: no that i mean that's an argument you can make for another day about being like oh well all the life force that they suck out of their master goes into the apprentice and it just keeps going for generations from bane on yeah, it's a thousand generations yeah I mean, like that a- f-
1: yeah and i feel like there is i mean that's actually a little bit of like a true george lucas concept like mm-hmm. that was something he even had aspirations of doing like in return of the jedi
0: essence transfer
1: yeah that that like somehow like luke was going to be able to like from his lightsaber yoda and uh obi-wan were literally going to be reborn something to end the fight against vader and the emperor
0: fair enough and i'm glad they
1: didn't do that
0: it would have been cool <laughs> in a way like if they had done it right you know but i agree it uh, the story wouldn't have went the way you would have wanted yes anyways anyway Thank with all of that said, yeah, thanks. Thank, yes, you, thank you to
1: everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you to maybe you. I'll like
1: splice this and like move it around or something. Yeah, we'll
0: see what happens. Regardless, I'm sure
1: I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I even suggested it.
0: But with any luck, we will see you guys in a few months. I've had a great time doing all these, and I cannot wait to do it again. Uh, you know, in the coming months to start talking about just any old Star Wars thing coming down. We got. The Mandalorian season finale coming up. We're probably going to be talking about that, you know, when we come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to be talking about maybe, like, you know, some first stills of the Obi-Wan show or maybe even the new novels that are going to start coming out. I know probably by the time we do start, that's when the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker will come out. Yes. So I will be on that. Mm-hmm. You know you know me. I love the novelization of the books. Of the movies. Sorry. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
1: novelization of the books. I get it.
0: It's, it's Yeah. It's Sunday. I'm tired. (laughs) Regardless, I love doing these, and I always have a great time. Did you have a good time?
1: Yes, Connor. I did have a good time doing this with you.
0: Hooray! (laughs) It worked! (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.